Most of just respond to God right now. God wants to move in this place. Come on, I wish somebody would just respond to it right now. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Do not fear what you do not see in this building today. Do not stress, for I know the struggles that you have had. But I want you to know I am here today because you have called upon me. My presence is always with you. Your doors are open. It is time for you to go into this community, and I will give you growth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
presence is always with you. Dwell in my presence. Let my presence dwell in you. You must abide in me, and I must abide in you to bring forth much fruit. For you are unable to do this on your own, but I am with you. But you must stay connected to me. Hear my voice. Follow my leading as I lead you into the harvest. The door is open, but you must take the step. You must go forward. Do not say, I will wait, but do it now. For I am with you, and I have commanded you. Thank you, Lord, for your word, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your word, Jesus. 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 church can we just thank them for a few moments there are a lot of churches out there that never get to hear the voice of god hallelujah jesus for god is calling on you right now god is speaking to your heart right now Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. His presence is precious. His leading is with long suffering. We hesitate because of his weakness of faith. But his waiting is when he is long suffering. Let God lead when you hear his voice. Listen and move swiftly into acts that he teaches you about. The things he wants us to speak. The things that he wants us to do, we must walk swiftly into it. God can be loving in the waiting, but we can't. The word is sure and it's precious in his presence. He speaks to us and he wants us to act quickly. Time is short. Do not measure your response to how God's response is. This is because he's all-knowing and long-suffering. We must act swiftly. Let God speak to you and do his will. He is precious. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, 
Ende, Halleluja. It's hard to move on from, from what we feel right now. Halleluja. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, God. Thank you, Lord, for your word, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your touch, God. Lord, your mighty touch, God. Lord, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. As we move on to another time of worship and giving back unto God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for we already feel in this place, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the time that we've already spent with you, God, Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, to continue, Lord, to, to move and manifest in the rest of this service, God. We ask you, Lord God, to bless this offering, God. Multiply it for your kingdom and use it for your good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. 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 <clears throat> Thank Today, to start 
to make a commitment to God that I am going to do right by my family. I want them to know the truth. I want them to know what it's like to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want them to experience the filling of the Holy Ghost because we know there's no greater gift in there. We can give gifts to our mom, but the greatest gift is when God gives us the Holy Ghost. And I am thankful to hold for the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I'm thankful for all that God has done for me, and I am thankful for Sister Jennifer. We can have these flowers. Thank you, Church. I love you too. And, uh, thank you, Sister Shabbat, for making those beautiful bouquets too. And, uh, she puts her heart in it. And I appreciate each and every one of you, and I love you very much. God bless you. Amen. And to, and to all of the other mothers that are here today, happy Mother's Day. <coughs> we want to, oh, come on, we can do better. Come on, happy Mother's Day. It's good to, good to be here. It is good to feel the presence of God that we that we feel here. It's good to have our guests with us today. Lord bless you. It's good to, uh, good to have you here with us today. And that is uh, Reverend Tammy. Uh, I'm sorry, is it? I, I can't make out. Grace. Grace? Grace. Grace. I'm sorry for that. Thank you very much. It's good to have you here today. We hope you Amen. Good to see everyone. We do have quite a few that are out today, some that are traveling, some that are out sick. Um, I want us, before we get into the Word today, to just take a, a few moments uh, and pray for a couple people that I know specifically are in need of prayer today. Um, I want us to pray uh, for Brother Dennis today. Uh, he is in... He, he's, he's in a very bad way right now. The Lord needs to move in his situation and touch him. Uh, doctors are not sure exactly what's going on there. They're, they're trying, to, trying to treat it and see if they can, if they can uh, get things under control. But um, Sister uh, Dennis called me yesterday and was uh, talking to me some about what it was and what was going on. And she asked that the church would pray I, uh, I prayed with her, with her and Brother Dennis yesterday, and um, I just want us to take a moment. If we would, let's all stand. Uh, we want to pray uh, for him and for Sister Dennis that God would help her through this this time also. And Sister Joy, if you don't mind, I would like for you to come up, and, and we would like to pray for your daughter also. And uh, I would like, uh, if you would, to stand. And Sister Jennifer, if you would come and, and help me. And uh, are there any others that you need prayer today? All right. Well, thank you. So, all right. Well, then uh, we're just going to, uh, we're going to pray. Because, listen, if we don't take our request to God, then, then God, you know, I mean, he knows our needs, but he wants us to ask him for help. And so that's what we're doing in these situations. We're asking, God, I need you to help me with this. 
And so right now we're going to pray. Church, if you would, join with us. And let's just uh, let's touch the throne of, uh, of God today. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, right now, God, I'm praying. Sister Jones, God, I'm praying, Lord, God, for her eye. Lord, you know the, the situation that is going on, God. Lord, you know what's happening, God. And we're asking you, Lord, right now, God, Lord, just to heal her, God. Lord, take away, God, whatever the, the source of this is, God. Lord, and, and heal her right now, God. Lord, we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Lord, I pray right now for my sister, God. Lord, that you would touch her, God. You know her need today, God. Lord, you know what she is facing, God. You know the situations in her life, God. Lord, and I am praying right now, God, that you would move on her behalf, God. That you would just work these things out, God. Lord, help her right now, God. Lord, let the anointing power of God flow right now in her, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, right now, God, we pray, God, for Monique right now, God. Lord, we pray, God, Lord, that you would touch Sister Joy, God, that you would move, God, in her family, God. God, Lord, I pray, God, right now, God, that you would just do a miracle, God. Lord, you are able, God, to reach down right now, God, and to work all things out, God. Lord, and I'm asking you, God, Lord, just to move, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Lord God, right now I pray for my brother God. I pray, Lord, God, that you would touch him right now, God. Lord, you know what he has need of, God. Lord, you see his situation, God. Lord, you know the direction that he needs, God. Lord, the wisdom and the guidance, God. Lord, there are doors, God, that you want to open into his life, God. Lord, God, 
Lord, and I thank you, God, because I know that you are well able, God. Lord, we're asking you, God, Lord, just to fill her with your spirit, God. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come upon her to Church, you may be seated today. Hmm. Tell you what, what a presence of the Lord that we felt already in this place today. I promise that uh, I, I won't go any longer than God wants me to go. <laughs> of course, today being Mother's Day, I was uh, I, I was. Thinking about a mother's love, and uh, Sister Jennifer, it was, it was perfect this morning, the, the, the poem and the, the, the scriptures that she said, and I'm thankful to have my mother here, I'm thankful to have my wife, who is the mother of our three wonderful daughters, and she has done such a great job with them, I just want to thank her today. If you get to see your mom today, or if you don't, if you're unable to see her for whatever reason, I want you to think about her today. I want you to remember the, the thankful today because our mothers do make sacrifices. Amen? Amen. Oh, okay. I, I knew that I wasn't alone. We, we are in an apostolic church. It's all right to say amen. It's all right to clap your hands. It's all right to, you know, raise your hands. So I want to share with you what one what one writer had to say about a mother's love today. When we try to articulate a mother's love, we describe it with adjectives like unwavering and unconditional. Indeed, her words, actions, thoughts, and emotions encapsulate the beauty, nature, uh, beauty, beautiful nature of her love displayed throughout various stages of her children's life. Now, a mother's love is birthed at the very beginning. First, in hesitant anticipation of hearing that heartbeat for the very first time. Then in her radiant joy upon discovering that she is nurturing a life within her. 
from deliberately foregoing her beloved coffee and favorite foods for her baby's sake and ensuring she eats something in spite of her all-day sickness and how she talks and sings to her baby that is developing within her and the joy that wells up from inside of her. A mother's love is felt in the way she cradles her newborn, gazing lovingly into those beautiful eyes. It's expressed when she wakes up at all times of the night to attend to her baby's every cry, jumping right out of bed when the when the whales rouse her. And those men, not so much sometimes. <laughs> Honey. Honey, the baby's crying. <laughs> uh, in those days, hazy from a lack of sleep, a mother continues to endure that tiredness for the love of her child. But even as that child continues to grow, a mother's love bubbles over in her beaming smile when her toddler takes that first step, says their first word, or reads a book independently. Her phone teeming with many photos of these milestones is ready to be brandished to family and friends. It shows and how she patiently answers her child's unending questions. And everyone can say amen to that. Amen. Mm. Wow, the questions. <laughs> and reads their favorite bedtime story over and over. A mother's love is evident in how she fusses over their craft time creation, calling them works of art, even when they seem like mere scribbles. She's filled with glee when she receives Mother's Day art pieces, treasuring every one of them. She conveys her feelings and uh, wordless acts of love when she toils over the stove to ensure that her children will have warm home-cooked meals or finds ways and means to get the best food for her child. A mother's love is expressed as she watches from the school gate and marvels at the bittersweet moment on the first day of school, resisting the urge to run over when her baby, now all grown up, cries. She silently reminds her preschooler to be brave, recalling moments where they shared a cuddle amid, amid fears and anxieties. Her heart broken and hurting as she, has, as she has to comfort and wipe away tears from crying after a fall or after being teased by their friends. A mother's love, sometimes mixed in with guilt, is portrayed in ways she feels will be the best for her child. More toys, more enrichment, more holidays. Whether it will ultimately be truly good remains to be seen, but it helps relieve some of that lousy feeling, which makes her think she's not enough for her child. Sound familiar to any of you mothers? Amen. When we think of a mother's love, we tend to focus on the things mentioned here. You know, the, the wiping away tears, the bandage, bandaging wounds, the calming fears, and the, the sacrifices made for, the child, for that child. And these are all a part of a mother's love. 
But you know, while we tend to stop there, that's not where a mother's love stops. My mom had something she used to tell us that has stuck with me throughout my life. I'm pausing to let her one year old know which one. <laughs> she used to say to us, I will always love you, but I want others to love you too. And that was generally spoken, spoken when she was, you know, on me about something that I really didn't want to do or, or, or something that she saw we needed to do. You know, things like clean up your room, take a bath, brush your teeth, eat your veggies, put up your clothes, pick up your toys, do your homework, mow the lawn, you know, those type of things. Anybody? Remember their, their parents? You know, we, as a teenager, I used to, you know, mom's just nagging me. Anybody else ever feel that way? Listen, mom wasn't nagging you just because she wanted to, to be me. She was building something in you that she knew would, would help you, that would, that would translate into your later life and would, uh, would, would make you a, a better part of society. Yes. Would make other people love you also. Yes. Yeah. Mm. There's only one love that's stronger than a mother's love, and that's God's love. And the reason for that is because God's love is perfect, and moms are only close to But the love of God is perfect in our lives. <laughs> These drought conditions are, are messing with me. <laughs> God loves us unconditionally. Even at our worst times, he loves us. And because of his love for us, he instructs us how to love and how to be loved by others. Now, last week I spoke about the golden rule, Matthew 7 and 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so unto them. This is the law and the prophets. But today there's a scripture that I want to touch on want to explore it that kind of goes hand in hand with the, with that golden rule. Okay? Um, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 28. And it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. Now, in this passage that I just read, Jesus identified three different entities that we are instructed to love. 
We're to love God. We're to love our neighbor. And we're to love ourselves. And I, I want us to take a, a, a moment and just look at all three of these so that we can understand about loving this way. Um, there's something built into us as a child that makes us want to love ourselves. You know, I mean, how many of you remember when your when, when your child went through that stage of mine, 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 mine? It wasn't about oh, here, let me love somebody else and give it to them. Here, here, you need a toy too. No, it didn't matter. It was mine. I want, I want, give to me. We, we have that inherently built into us that, that we, have, we, we want what's good for us. But somewhere down the line, something changes us. We start to identify things in ourselves that, that we don't like. And while it's okay to want to shape who we are, we have to be careful not to get to the point that we begin to not love ourselves. You know, and uh, a lot of times we don't talk about this in church because, you know, we are a pretty self-centered nation. But just being self-centered does not mean that you love yourself. As a matter of fact, it can be just the opposite. Being self-centered can just be trying to, to fill a void, trying to mask something that is empty and that's, that's missing within yourself. We live in a time where people are obsessed with changing themselves. You know, and I, I'm not talking about just losing a, a few pounds or getting a little more fit. Our society has become obsessed with changes that don't happen naturally. You know, in, in our nation, it, it amazed me when I, I looked at this statistic. Plastic and cosmetic surgery has become commonplace. Last year, which I believe this was actually, uh, it was either 2020 or 2021, actually, the, when this statistic was, there were over 14 million cosmetic procedures performed just in America. With a cost of like, I believe they said it was like $1.1 billion. Why? Because people can't accept the way they are. They, they don't think that, that their appearance is good enough. But you know, the scripture tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That we're created in the image of God. Amen. And we need to understand that just who you are is good enough. That's right. I want someone here today to hear that. I want you to know that you don't need to change your appearance, change your hair, change anything about you to be good enough. God created you and you have worth because you exist. And I believe that it's key for us because if we don't understand and have a love for ourselves, we can't move on to loving other people. Amen. Amen. Mm. 
about appearance, but another thing that has become very prevalent in our society is self-harm. People are, are so dissatisfied with life, with themselves, with their situations, that they have gotten into self-harm and, and to take it to the greatest extent to suicide. And we see those numbers that are on the rise. They're becoming so much more prevalent. They say that uh, on average, the, the cases of self-harm uh, begin at about age 12. can't imagine what a 12-year-old has to, to, to look and to, to concentrate, to focus on that makes them think that I'm not good enough to the point to where they, they start harming themselves and wanting to, wanting to commit suicide and all of these things. There's trauma that has taken place. There's traumatic experiences that have been, uh, that, that these children have been exposed to. There, there are, are different things that are attacking our, our society. And, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, self-harming and suicide and those type of things, those are a trick of Satan. That's, right. That's Satan trying to destroy and to kill. And Satan knows that he doesn't have power to kill on his own. But he wants to put into you that, that listen, it's hopeless. And, and get to the point to where you feel that my only option is to take my life. Yes. And, and society is buying into that. Why? Because they don't have hope. Right. Right. They, they don't know the hope that we have in God. Amen. Amen. We need to learn to love ourselves in a godly way. And for some people, this may take some time. This may not happen overnight. But you can learn to love yourself. Listen, I know that there are probably those of you today that are in this church, that, that are sitting in these chairs, that you have some, some baggage from your past. It's, it's just a part of society. None of us, none of us grow up without any any past issues that we have to deal with. There's all we all have things that we have to unpack and process and, and work through. And it's okay to deal with those things. But you need help. Help from God in dealing with those things. Listen, he is a loving father. You to process and to, to deal with those things so that you begin to see your worth to Him. Your worth to your Heavenly Father. He wants you to understand that you are loved and that you have value. Mm. And He wants us to begin to love ourselves so that we can then begin to love others. But it starts with us loving ourselves. And I, I, as I was as I was going over these this morning, I was praying, and, and I just I felt so strongly at this point that I, I just want to stop for just a moment, and I want us all to take a moment and to to just say a prayer. 
may not be for you. It may be. And, and I, I don't want you to, you know, to put yourself, you know, out there to, you know, I'm not asking you to confess any hurts or any things in your life. But what I do want you to do is I want you to take a moment and let's pray and ask God to help us to realize the worth that we have to him. And if you have some, some, uh, some things in your life that you need help with, just ask God right now, Lord, I need you to help me. Why don't we all just stand right now? Let's just take a moment. I, just, I, I can't just move past this point because I think it's important for all of us to take part in this. Lord, God, right now, I come before you, God, and Lord, I thank you, God, that you do love us. God, that you love me, God. And Lord, if I don't feel like anyone else does, if I don't know the love of a, a, of a godly father, the love of a godly mother, the, the love that I hear others talk about, but God, I know that you love us, God, and I'm praying right now for every individual, God, that's within the sound of my voice, God. Lord, that you would reach into their life, God, and begin right now, Lord, to restore, God, and to, to heal the hurts, God, the brokenness, God, that is within them, God. Lord, you are able, God, to reach into the mind and into the emotions of an individual, God, and bring forth healing, God. You can give understanding, God. You can shed light into their life, God, and help them, Lord. And I'm asking you right now, God, to do that, Lord, that they can recognize who they are in you, God. Lord Jesus, that we can turn the tide of what the enemy has done, God, in bringing about all of this harmful and, 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 and potentially deadly behaviors, God. Lord, that, God, that we can have a life and have it abundantly in you, God. Lord, I'm asking you right now, God, Lord, just to minister to every individual today, God, Lord, and to help them, God, Lord, that they can love themselves according to your will and according to your plan, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Yara Oh, with God, then we can move into loving other people. And, um, you know, one of the reasons that we struggle with loving other people is because they're different from me. And, and you know, I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I am very glad that people are different from me because I have some <clears throat> shortcomings. <laughs> 
I've got flaws. And, and there's some things about me that, that you're, you're much better equipped to. You're, you're much better uh, able to, to handle and to do and, and to, to, to work with. And thank God that there is a diversity among the body of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 13 is called the way of love chapter. And I like that. It's, it's not that long of a chapter, but it's, man, it is packed with some power. Verses 1 through 3 talk about the importance of love. Verses 4 through 7 paint us a picture of love. And then 8 through 12 speak about the eternal permanence of love. And finally, the, the, the last verse in that chapter, verse 13, tells us about the supremacy of love. Now, for time's sake today, I'm not going to go through all of these, but I, I encourage you. Why don't you take some time and read through this chapter? It's only 13 verses, but I believe if you read through it and you, you start studying it, you start looking at it, you dig into it, it'll minister to you because love is a lot more than what we, uh, what we think it is. Let me just, and I, I, I promise I'll keep it short, but let me read to you verses 4 through 7 just to show you the picture that is painted here. Verse 4 says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, it's not easily but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Mm. Those are some, some amazing attributes of love we begin to look at. We begin to look and, and see, you know, the, the, the long suffering and the kindness that goes along with it. I, I love, you know, I love how it talks about us not keeping a record. How many times in a in a marriage have you heard where somebody will say, you know, they'll, they'll be having a disagreement husband and wife and someone will say oh yeah but you remember back in 1989 when you said because we're not supposed to keep records in love all right now I'm never I'll move on <laughs> it got quiet I understand and then finally it talks about when we talk about loving God I could have asked you at the beginning of this service how many of you here today love God and I, I promise you, everyone would raise their hand. Everybody would be like, yes, I do. I love God. Absolutely. Without hesitation. But do we meet the biblical standard of loving God? Let's look at what the scripture says. Let's look at what the scripture says. John 14 and 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. All of them, God? Can I just keep some? 
There's some that I, I don't know about. I, I, I don't want to keep them, God. They're hard. There's some times that, you know. John 14, 23 and 24, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that have, have loveth me, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Notice in these things that the Bible is talking about, it's actions. We have to keep his commandments. We have to keep his words. It takes an action on our part, and that demonstrates our love for God. God's not just at, you know, saying, hey, listen, every day I want you to get up and, and tell me at least three times today that you love me. If you really love me, you know, make sure that every hour on the hour you tell me. I'll give you the time off when you sleep. Last one. Uh, John, well, not the last one. John 21, 15. Next one. It says, so when they had died, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, yea, Lord. Thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my lambs. Action. He saith unto, unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Actions. Feed my sheep. Keep my words. Keep my commandments. In John chapter, First uh, John chapter four, I, I used to love this as a kid because we would always sing the song in chapel. Um, verse seven, uh, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this uh, was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and, and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. Not just some, you know, half-hearted, partial love, but here's how you make your, make your love perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Mm. Do you love God? Okay. 
What happens when sickness comes? Do, do you get afraid? You, you know, if you, you you go to the you know you go to the doctor and and, and they start wanting to run all these tests. Do, do you get scared? Is there some fear there? Listen, if you have perfect love, you don't need to be afraid. Because God said that he'll take care of you. He will heal you. And if he doesn't heal you, guess what? On the other side, you're going to be healed. Amen. So either way, you will. You're healed. Amen. Love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. Woo, man, that's hard words. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that, who, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Listen. It is imperative. We can't please God without loving ourselves, without loving other people, and loving God. Right. Love has to be a, a, a main focus in our life. And, you know, it's more than just, you know, lip service. It's action. God wants to see the actions of our love. He wants us to demonstrate this love. Love can't just be spoken. How many times have you had someone come up to you and say, oh, I'm sorry. And you know good and well they're not sorry. You don't want to hear, I'm sorry. You want to see actions that demonstrate that, wow, they really, they really do feel bad about doing that. They, they really do feel sorry for that. Words are easy. It's easy to tell someone, oh, I'm sorry, or, or, you know, I, I won't do that again. Where, man, there's been times where I've had people say, oh, listen, man, I, I shouldn't have done that. I'll make sure I, that doesn't ever happen again. Knowing good and well that the next time that situation arises, they're going to have the same exact action. Right. Our actions are what define whether we love or whether we don't. Summary of this. Learn to love yourself with a God-like love. Love others like you love yourself. Right. That, that's why that first one is so important, that we learn to love ourselves. Because if I can't love myself right, then I can't love others right. And love God, not just in words, but let your actions display your love. Right. Stand with me today. I'm going to give you one last scripture. John 13, 34 and 35 tells us, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. You see, Jesus loves you always, but he wants others to love you too. Amen. 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 Amen.
And so he invests time in us. He puts effort into us, bringing us to a place, helping us, strengthening us, providing for us, drawing us close to him, loving on us, so that we have that understanding of, of what a father's love is and that we can we can be healed we can learn to love others because that's how the world is going to know that you're a child of god not just by us saying oh yeah i'm a christian really how do you act that that person that you cut off and and, and you know they didn't think you were much of a christian <laughs> hopefully nobody here ever does we all drive like sane people. If not, let's start practicing. I know I'm trying. Listen, God loves you. And you, you are a, a child of God. You have worth in your life. And God wants you to take that same value that he places on you. And he wants you to place that on your brothers and sisters. He wants you to place that not only in the church, but on all these that are out there. Right. He wants you to see them as a as a uh, as like a prodigal child, as one that that needs to come back to the father. Yeah. That's right. He wants you to see them with love and say, "Hey, I, I need to help you get back to where you need to be." Amen. Mm. You know, I, I love the way the, 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 the messages in tongues, the, the messages that the Lord spoke to us today, they talked about us going out, going out into the city, out to others, and responding quickly. That's, that's an act of love. Number one, you're showing God that you love him because you respond quickly. You're not, you know, you're not afraid that, oh man, I'm going to step out and say something or do something and God's not going to respond. But you're telling God, Lord, I love you and I trust you. You, you say, go talk to this person. I'm going to go talk to him because I know you're going to open the door. Okay. That's what God wants. He wants us to respond quickly. And then we're also showing that we love others because we take the time and the effort to go and to do that and to reach them. So this week, I want to challenge you to be responsive to God. Find someone. Don't let a day go by that you don't find someone that you can share the love of God somehow. Oh, it, it could be something very small. Just a, 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 a small word of hope for someone. And you don't know what door that opens. You don't know what ministers to that person, what, what need that may reach in their life. Oh, but let's look for that today. And if there are any here today that, that you don't know how to get into the family of God and to find that love of God and have it be uh, applied in your life, it's simple. God made it very clear and he made it very plain. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And he said that he will give you the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues and that that is actually his spirit that comes and resides within you. The love of God, his spirit comes and will indwell this fleshly body. 
and it'll teach me and it'll guide me and it'll love me and it'll lead me and it'll strengthen me and it'll empower me and it'll help me that I can be a child of God pleasing to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, hopefully there are some things that your mothers have, have taught you that has made you lovable to others. But more importantly, hopefully there's some things that God has done in your life that have made you lovable to this world. That people will be drawn to you. Let's take a moment right now before we dismiss today and let's just praise God. Let's, let's worship. Let's pray. Let's ask God to, to help us. Hallelujah. Jesus, dear God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. 